0: Hey, I'm Rachel from Enlighten, and I'm all about creating a community where wedding entrepreneurs can come together to learn, grow, and have fun. Join me on this podcast as we look at everything that comes after social media how to turn those DMs and wedding inquiries into real money in your bank account, which means you can live your best life and continue following your dreams. I love a podcast that gets straight into it. I've got my wine poured. So let's do this. You're in the right place if just like me, you work in the wedding industry and you know that right now sales is the most important thing to make your business do really well. Yeah, I know it hasn't really been a great 2020, but we know that people are still going to get married. And there is going to be double the amount of brides wanting half the number of available dates. So not only but do I believe that sales will help our business survive, if we're willing to do some hard work and put in place the techniques and systems that I've developed for my own wedding photography studio, Enlightened Photography, which I've personally grown from about $35,000 a year to over a million dollars a year. Look, these systems work. And using the techniques I'll be sharing over the coming 10 EPS, you can double your wedding sales. So if you're currently at around 50 grand, I reckon we can get you up to that magic 100K. Or if you're already at 100K, let's go to 200K. All right, spoiler alert. Social media plays a part in your marketing mix, but it will only get you so far. What happens next, that's the good stuff that turns your likes into dollars. And that's the critical part that I want to share with you. In today's ep, we'll be covering converting inquiries into leads. How to turn that DM or email into a one-on-one consultation that will lead to a sale. Now, in future EPS, we've got some really good topics coming up. We're going to be talking about pricing and packaging strategies, the three stages of an in-person consultation that converts, (laughs) the part that actually means that they will go from being an inquiry into a booking, how to sell without selling. That's my favorite. No one wants to be a hardcore salesperson. So we're going to talk about how to sell without selling, creating an experience, overcoming objections and closing. That's a scary one for a lot of people. So I'm going to chat about what are some of those common objections and how we can overcome them. And then how to follow up with clients that are still thinking about it. How to increase sales to existing clients. We've already got a bunch of clients out there. How can we go about getting a little bit more money per person? And a bonus episode that I'm going to be keeping as a surprise and I'll tell you about very soon. Okay, so this isn't a flowery, post three times a day and make your feed look pretty. This is the practical stuff. That you can do today to put more money in your bank account because, like, we've all got things we want to do. For me, money isn't about being rich, it's about having the freedom to do what I want. So, when it comes to inquiries, do you ever find yourself too busy? Like, you're doing your job, you're posting to socials, and then when a wedding inquiry comes through, you kind of like put it on the back burner or send a super quick email without any effort or any thought. And, you know, the actual thought goes into your head oh, they're probably just time wasters, you can't afford me anyway. Okay, so my hand is in the air right now. This thought 100% used to go through our mind every time I got a DM. Oh, I bet they can't afford us anyway. And then do you get that screen time message pop up on your phone, almost like it's your partner on a date or your kid's giving you that disapproving look that says, "Uh, you've been on social media for three hours today, mum. Okay, so every time I get that screen time alert, I think, oh, jeez, what could I have done with another three hours in my day? Because let's be honest, posting isn't just a 10 second job. The second I get on social media, I get distracted by what other people are doing and start comparing myself to them, which I know is super not healthy, but I have to admit that I do it. Even when I'm posting, I need to choose which photo I'm going to use and then find the right tag, then write the caption and decide how will it look with the aesthetic of my page? Will people Like it. And then I also fall into the trap of repeatedly going back in to see how many likes it got. I know it's not good things, but I have to admit I do them. Then I heard stories from people in the wedding industry who had Instagram accounts that have huge followers and make me super envious. But when I started to talk to them, I discovered they were actually turning over like well under $100,000 a year. Now, don't get me wrong, social media is a really important part of a marketing mix. But for me personally, I'm in business to provide a life for my family to have the freedom to go on holidays, to go to places I want to, to be able to send my kids to every camp they want to go to and also so that I can sleep well at night because I've got some money in the bank. That's why I'm in business, trying to remember it's not to give myself an ego boost because some people double-tapped on one of my photos. I'm here to make money and run a business that allows me to live my best life. But I found that when a wedding inquiry was coming through, I was too tired or too busy to reply to it until I switched my way of thinking about it. Because when you think about it, an inquiry is almost like 100 double taps all at once. It's not someone just saying, oh, I tapped a bunch of photos today. It's someone taking the time to go through to your profile, click through to your website or DM and take the time to say that they actually like your work so much, they've actually gone through the effort of contacting you. I mean, that little flutter that, you know, you get, that little feeling when a post goes really well. I try and remember to feel that way every time I get an inquiry, because not only do they like my work. They have a wedding coming up soon and they're ready to book at my service and they've already decided that they like us. Not everyone can afford us. That's fine. But you know what? Even if you're just playing the odds, I'd rather bet on spending my money replying to this person than generally posting. So then I had my second light bulb moment rather than worrying about if someone can afford us or not, I started thinking about why we are worth it. So in this podcast, I'm going to give you an overview of the steps we use to convert an inquiry into an in-person consultation. However, when we actually work together in person, I'm going to show you all of my scripts and I'll show you all of my templates that I use. Oh my gosh, I think it took me about six months to write these things. Because even once I wrote them, then I tested them, then I changed them again. If you want to jump six months ahead in the process, we can do some work one-on-one and then that'll just get you six months ahead. So let's go through the steps that I use when I'm converting an email inquiry into an in-person lead. So there's seven of them. The first one is to follow up with an automated email that gives your couple of the information they need straight away because I'm sorry, I have to be honest, I'm not able to be replying to emails and messages at 11am or two in the morning when some people are planning their wedding. And I know people need to have some kind of information. So I will ensure that they have some information sent back to them that they need straight away. I keep the message less than one phone screen long. And I also keep the tone fun, light and conversational. Try and think about what the purpose of that email is. Is it to give them every piece of information about you so that they're like drowned in words and read none of it? Or is it to intrigue them? Make them curious about what you do and continue onto your website or start a conversation with you in person? Or is it maybe to get them to start to like you, who they then trust and want to work with? So keep the purpose of that email in mind. Rather than bombarding them with information, keep it light, informative, and the goal of it is just to start a conversation. Okay. Step two, they've already got the automated email that gave them that little bit of information they needed to get them through. Now within 24 hours, I'm following up with a phone call. Yes, I just heard everyone freak out and say, ah, I hate using the phone. But on all of our inquiry forms, more than half of people on there will actually put a phone number on there. And it is important to be respectful of people's time. So don't call them on a Monday morning at 9am when they're just settling in for their work. I know it's tempting because you've got all your wedding inquiries in the weekend. Don't call them at Monday morning and expect them to chat to you. Call them at lunchtime. Call them in the late afternoon, early evening. And you'll find that no one else is doing it and they really appreciate the time that you've taken. So give it a shot and don't be scared. And I've got some more information coming up in future about the phone calls as well. Okay, so step three is take the time to then personalise their reply and aim to serve them rather than advertise at them. So whether I got through on the phone or not, the next step I always take is to send an email that is personalised. Now, one way in which we achieve this is by thinking, well, what are the information they looking for at this stage of planning their wedding? So we've created a series of blogs for a number of different wedding venues and then I'll be asking them either in that first email conversation or the first DM conversation or on the phone, what venue have you chosen? And then I'll follow up with a blog post with a whole bunch of photos that we've taken at that venue. So we have a series of different real life weddings that we can make apply to different people's scenario and make them feel like they're getting a personalized response with us doing very little work on an email by email basis. So first of all, we've had an automated reply that's given them just enough to get them through. The second one, we've tried to follow up with a phone call where possible. And now we've taken the time to personalize an email to them that actually serves them with information they need right now, rather than just telling them about our awesomeness in their face. Now, the fourth step, Millennials also want to know as much information about you as possible before committing to coming in for an in-person meeting, which is actually a really cool thing because it means we get a very high conversion rate once people do walk in the door. We usually get about two out of three couples book us. Now, back in the old days when we started, oh my gosh, 19 years ago, couples coming in had seen one photo in a magazine and we had to educate them about what makes us special. Now we push that information out there in advance so that by the time they walk in the door, they already have the information that they need to be able to make that next step and make a decision. So start to share that information with them. Let them get to know you on a personal level. And yeah, pop some information out there about you. There's a way in which to do this. You heard me say before about serving people rather than just advertising at them. And when you're telling them about yourself, the same kind of applies. So I'll give you two examples. We won an Abbey Award for Best Wedding Photographer. All right, so the first way I can say it is we won the Abbey Award for the Best Wedding Photographer in New South Wales because we're awesome. Or I can think about why that's important to them. Why is that relevant? And construct it in such a way that it serves them. So many couples want to ensure they receive great service after their wedding as well as before. We are so honoured to have been voted by our brides as the winner of the Abia Award for the Best Wedding Photography in New South Wales because we understand the importance of receiving your photos on time after your wedding. Now, one of those comments, the first one, is us just screeching our own awesomeness. And the second one is addressing a need that's important to our client. So really think about that, um, how we can serve them. So our sixth step, As you know, as I've said before, I'm a phone lover. So hopefully by now we're having a chat, either an email or preferably on the phone. And again, people love it because no one else is doing it. Time and time again, I hear people say, wow, it is so great to talk to someone. And it allows me to instantly build credibility and trust. So I've now got that credibility. I've got that trust and I can simply guide them through to the next stage, which is that in-person meeting with a photographer by using my favorite phrase. The best next step from here. So rather than asking them a high commitment question like, would you like to come into a studio and meet? To which they're probably going to go, oh, that's just too much for me to commit to and they'll probably decline. Instead, I'll use the phrase, the best next step from here is to meet your photographer in person and actually get to know them in person. See the photos that they'll be taking and we can chat through the specific details of your day. Are you available during business hours or only after hours? By only giving two options for the answer, they will most likely choose one of these. Oh, we would prefer after hours. So that leads me into that seventh point. So the sixth point was to guide them instead of asking a high commitment question. Do you want to come in or not? Yes or no? The best next step from here is to come in and meet your photographer and then go to point seven, which is to ask a closed-ended question. Would you prefer 6 p.m. Wednesday or 5 p.m. Thursday? Again, only giving two options. This will usually result in them picking one, Or they'll say neither work and I'll give them two more options. I guide them through the booking by establishing the credibility and trust and servicing their needs and then give questions that are easier to commit to rather than scary questions that, you know, require a yes or no answer. So just to recap on the steps, the first one is to always follow up with an automated email that gives them a little bit of information, light, informative, easy to digest and doesn't drown them. And that's automated straight away. The second step is to follow up with a phone call at a respectful time. Third one, follow up with a personalized email that gives them information about something that they need at this stage of the process. Maybe it's the color trends. Maybe for us, it's the reception venues. The fourth one is to start to share information about yourself so they can get to know you in a personal way and to do it in such a way again that serves them. And finally, when we're trying to get them to book in to actually come in and meet us in person, we guide them through that stage. And rather than asking a high commitment question, we'll say, the best next step from here is to come in and meet your photographer in person. Would you prefer Wednesday at 5pm or Thursday at 7.30? And we give them a closed-ended question with only two options and help guide them through that process. Now, never before in our lives has making sales been more important When I think about what this year's been like, oh my goodness, it is so true. We all need to launch out of this crazy period, not just surviving, but actually thriving and growing. Now is the time to take action and do things differently and get better results. I know it's such a commonly quoted phrase, but one that's so true. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result start celebrating when you get an inquiry because it's a real customer who's worth at least 100 likes take the time to personalize your replies and serve your potential clients rather than talking at them pick up the phone and actively chat to them yeah i know it's scary sometimes to pick up the phone but it works because no one else is doing it guide them through to the next stage ask them a closed-ended question so that you're only giving them a couple of options which makes it easy for them to move to that next step which means they're going to see your work in person and appreciate it, increasing your likelihood of getting the booking, which means you'll have more money in the bank to treat yourself and your family to the life that you really want. I hope that's left you feeling really inspired and able to actually make a real change in your business that's going to convert into real sales. Now, podcast number two is on the way, and we're going to be chatting about pricing and packaging strategies. I hope you found this useful, and I hope you'll join me for podcast number two soon.